bet you all thought we were going to do an episode right after the Super Bowl, right? Wrong. Why? Because life, that's why. But you know what? Here we are. The end of the week, we finally get to give a little bit of our opinion on the Super Bowl, although it will be fairly brief, considering that the news cycle has moved on and we have a lot of other things that we have to get to, including some talk about my former quarterback, Derek Carr. we got to brag about the Kings, and we'll just chat about life in general. And actually, we'll start with that first. Sam, you were working two jobs for a while, finally got rid of one of them, and that means you don't have to wake up at 2 a.m. anymore. Woo! Finally get to, uh, I don't know, have normal sleep. Yeah, I mean, cool. I mean, is that really more than anything what you've been looking forward to? I mean, I know you've been busy, so having a bit of a freer schedule will be nice, but I mean, the 2 a.m. get-ups, I mean, come on now. <laughs> yeah, especially here in Washington, it's been 30s, mid to low 30s that early in the morning. It is, it truly test you and uh, build some grit so i got a lot of that going into my next career if you, right right what 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 makes you right for this position <laughs> i i woke up at 2 a.m for two years straight <laughs> i will work in any conditions <laughs> oh my gosh well congrats on that i actually just landed a new job today so Woo! we got so we got a lot of uh a lot of job uh switching going on on this show so like i said life we got a lot going on Um, But excited to be here, excited to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl because we never really got to chat deeply about it. And like I said, we're not going to spend a ton of time on it, maybe just a few minutes. Um, But, I mean, what a game. What a game. I think in every way it lived up to the hype. Um, The It was – I mean, honestly, it was everything you could have wanted from the standpoint of it was exciting to the very end. and that's actually where I want to start is right at the very end. So we all saw it. We all saw the flag. We all saw the call. Mm-hmm. Everything. Sam, give me your two cents on that whole sort of last. I mean, it wasn't the last possession, but it might as well have been the last possession. The hold on Juju Smith-Schuster. I think it was James Bradbury. Um, oh, that yeah. whole that whole situation. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't know if it it was in real time. It didn't really look that egregious. And then the throw after it. I know it was a, a hold before the pass, but um, it it didn't look that egregious. It really didn't. And the fact that it seemingly decided it was um, a little disappointing. Uh, but for me, that doesn't that shouldn't ruin the rest of that game because what the Chiefs did to come back was completely remarkable. I think it it matches what Philly looked like in the first half because Philly looked unbeatable. It looked like it was going to be 50 to 10 Mm -hmm. (laughs) with what they were doing. Um, Well, 50 to 14 (laughs) because Kansas City got 14. But you get the idea, right? It looked like a blowout and then Kansas City completely flipped the switch. So I think that's what I choose to really take away. Um, That call... If it's by the letter of the law, which they are completely arguing that that was the right call, call by the letter of the law, then, hey, um, sucks how late it came out and sucks about the timing, but you move on. Yeah, you know, so the sentiment that I heard coming out of that game was that it was a holding. And even Bradbury, you know, said it was really a weird. I mean, really weird that he came out came out and said that. Honestly, lots of respect to him, though. Um, and I think, I think part of the reason why he did that. I mean, one, it was pretty. I mean, that's a big thing for him to come out and say that. But I think maybe part of the reason why he was doing it was kind of what everybody was talking about after the game was they let. I mean, they were not calling flags mm-hmm. this game. They just weren't. Whether or not, I mean, it's the age old saying you can call a flag on probably every single play in the NFL. And that's probably true. Mm -hmm. And with that being the backdrop, they weren't calling like any flags, hardly ever. So if that was in fact happening, if there were a lot of penalties that were just kind of being let go, they had kind of set a precedent that they just weren't throwing flags tonight. And I understand that that is the right call. So from that standpoint, yeah. I mean, if it's the right call, then make it. 
Um, but it just feels weird when you juxtapose it with the whole letting stuff go throughout the whole game and then choosing in that moment to throw the flag. It was, it was just weird to kind of pivot from not calling a lot of flags to throwing it right at that moment. I know it's the, technically the right call, but it just felt – more than anything, it was unsatisfying, I guess, because um, mm-hmm. we just didn't get a chance to see the Eagles – like basically get a chance. And I think that's what everybody wanted to see whether or what not are you scored, but I don't know, but are you more disappointed by the last call or the condition of the, the grass? The, the grass was, was very weird. That was the most publicized <laughs> game. Like the amount of times they kept going back to, Oh yeah, this is the pile of all the cleats of all the Philadelphia players that have switched out their cleats for the longer spikes so they can actually get a grip and then uh the amount of slipping throughout that game i think kansas city had a lot of slipping too in that second half uh and hurts uh when he lets go of that hail mary he's ends up slipping on that last play it's like man what is going on with the super bowl yeah i i mean there wasn't any excuses being thrown around at the end of that game. I mean, as far as I could tell, nobody was like really commenting on it. And I think mainly because, at least the players, because it was something that affected both teams. It's not like, you know, the field favored one team versus the other. So I guess you can kind of call it a wash, but it was just strange, you know, like, it, it seemed to be kind of an issue on almost every play. Um, and even if people didn't slip, I mean, you and I both play sports. You and I both played football. I mean, if you regard the, and it doesn't even have to be in football. I mean, you go play basketball and you're wearing basketball shoes that don't have good grip. I mean, you're afraid to cut because um, mm-hmm. you just think you're just going to slide. And I mean, I know maybe in that situation in the Super Bowl, maybe you can't worry about it, but it's, I mean, it's got to be running through your mind a little bit. Um, like, hey, maybe maybe I'll do a, like one or two extra chops before I break on my route uh, just to slow myself down just a little bit more instead of really uh, going for one, two, and then cut. So, I mean, I, I guess at the end of the day, like I said, it's a wash because they both had to play on it, but that's a shame that two of the biggest storylines coming out of the game are – what the hell was going on with the grass and what the hell was that call at the end? Yeah. And I think I just want to pivot really quickly to the third biggest storyline, the job that Patrick Mahomes did. Mm -hmm. Um, Legacy probably already fulfilled at this point. Walk in hall of famer. If you retire tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. And he's only 27. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to give myself a little pat on the back because when we were previewing this year, I chose – I might have chose Tua. I can't remember if that was just a joke or I said that he was going to be in the conversation. I'm pretty sure I picked Mahomes. You were riding Tua for a while. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought he was going to have a good year. I'm pretty sure I said Mahomes because he was going to bounce back and the fact that he didn't have Tyreek was going to be such a big storyline like – the success he was having in spite of losing Tyreek. And that pretty much played out mm-hmm. this year, um, especially in the, in the Super Bowl, um, getting it done in the second half with an injury. Uh, that O-line played phenomenal, really neutralized that Philadelphia defensive line, making them pretty much a non-factor. And the run game that they had. I mean, this is one of those mo- – Do you, I think every single year – you kind of got to put them in, pencil them in for the AFC Championship every year, giving themselves a chance to get to the Super Bowl every single year that Mahomes is playing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um, Sorry. It sucks to be in that division, probably. You know, I uh, I think <laughs> I agree. Especially when you're in that division with no quarterback. I don't know. I mean, because <laughs> mm. um, that's currently where we're living hey, right now. Hey, no, you got Stidham. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess technically we have a person, <laughs> but, um, but 
you know, if you're going to give yourself a pat on the back, then then I'm going to give myself a pat on the back because the guy who I picked for MVP, um, I think outplayed Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl, at least mm. from start to finish. Um, mm. Now, Mahomes' second half was better than I think either perfect. one. Of, well, yeah, perfect. like it's it, – it, you can't – I don't know. Jalen's first half was ridiculous. Oh. Was ridiculous. Um, so they each sort of threw their punch, uh, their big like haymaker. He threw his in the first half. Patrick threw his in the second half. But collectively, from start to finish, Jalen Hurts outplayed him. Mahomes just had oh. a superhuman second half that was just unbelievable. But good God, some of the throws that Jalen Hurts was making during that game, it, the one. The one to Dallas Goddard on the sideline mm-hmm. just looked like a ball that he shouldn't even attempt, and he put it right on them. I mean, he had so many throws throughout that game. The best, the best like description analogy that I heard throughout the week was if you took somebody who had never watched football a day in their life and you just made them watch the Super Bowl, they wouldn't be able to tell that Patrick Mahomes is better than Jalen Hurts. Like Jalen Hurts was that good in the Super Bowl, and. I mean, he was the best player on the field for the whole for the sixty minutes, um, and I mean, hats off to to him because he has really turned him. Like whatever questions anybody had about him um, coming into the season, they're all gone. And I I kept saying it at the beginning of the year. I was like, you know, it's there's something about him. Just I loved his story. I loved the 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 Alabama thing, then going to Oklahoma, and then. He just always, always, always seemed to get better. And if you watch the end of last last season, you could kind of start to see it click a little bit. And then when they got A.J. Brown, it was just like, okay, well, maybe this can be like the Stephon Diggs thing with with Allen. And then, boom, there it was. And I I felt like, um, you know, his personality mixed in with that offense, um, A.J. Brown, everything, it was just going to click. And, I mean, I don't know how much they're going to pay him. I heard some people sort of. Does he deserve to... the max? I I mean I think I absolutely. Does he deserve to reset the market? Not counting Deshaun Watson. Well, it's not even necessarily going to be. I mean, I do think he does. Um, but the interesting thing is whether or not he's going to, because I heard some people speculating that it it wouldn't be outside of his personality to do a team-friendly deal in order to sort of keep everybody. Um, I know Patrick Mahomes got a huge, gigantic contract, but it was but it's over the course of 10 years. Yeah, it's team-friendly. And it's very team-friendly. So, I mean, I heard a lot of people saying that that's kind of in line with his personality, so they wouldn't be surprised if he ended up doing something like that. And Where I don't is... – obviously, we don't know him personally, but just based on yeah. how much you hear from him on not. the – like uh, on the podium, I mean, and, you know, from reports about him, it, I, I, it seems very feasible. Yeah, team first type of guy. Do yeah. You th- do you think he vaults himself into the top five quarterbacks? Well, as it stands right now, if Aaron Rodgers leaves the NFC, he is by far and away the best quarterback in the NFC. <laughs> um, Whoa. I mean, once Brock Purdy gets healthy. Right, sure. Um, so – I guess if you're going down the list of quarterbacks now, so Brady's obviously out of the conversation. Um, so you have Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. Uh-huh. Um, and then, then you start getting into, like, Lamar, mm-hmm. Herbert. Rogers. And then Rodgers and Jalen. So I guess it kind of depends on, I mean, how you evaluate those guys. Because I think the clear three is Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen. Mm-hmm. And then you go. I think you have to throw Rodgers in there. So then you're really talking about who's number five. And then you just start to go back and forth between. Well, who'd you rather have, Lamar? Would you rather have Jalen? Would you rather have Herbert? I I don't think Herbert's necessarily earned that yet. Um, oh, he has, but he's got the he's got the talent for it. And I tell you what, not only did um, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year, but the Broncos got Sean Payton. Oh, and the Chargers got Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator. So that's just a whole bunch of great. <laughs> the Raiders are going backwards. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm. I'm not expecting to watch any of the games next. Oh, 
hey, hey, ticket prices might be lower. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's you fair. might actually be able to go see a game. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, so I mean, I, I think I think after this year, I think Herbert. I mean, he he might be able to make that jump with Kellen Moore, but I guess it just depends on who you want. I, I think. I think to be fair to Lamar, you probably have to say Lamar. Um, yeah. I mean, he won a league MVP. Um, I know he's never been to a Super Bowl, and Jalen just did that. So, I guess I, I mean, Lamar can say, "Hey, I won an MVP," but Jalen's like, "Yeah, well, I just was the runner-up in the MVP conversation. I know I didn't win, but I got us to the Super Bowl." So, well, I mean, how much do you really value that? Jimmy G has been to a Super Bowl. Fair, fair, right. Um, I mean, I totally, and that's not a slight, right? That's a no. huge accomplishment. Um, but that's a team accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. But and, um, but I mean, but I he think can hold his head same, up with the, his performance, you know? I think at the same time, if you put Lamar in, if you were switched Lamar and Jalen, I don't think they have as much success. Yeah, yeah. This year. Um, for whatever, because I think Jalen's a better thrower of the football. Than Lamar is. I think as it stands right now, probably. I mean, you may, you wouldn't have thought it last year, um, no. but uh, go. But after this season, and especially watching the Super Bowl, I mean, he's he's pinpoint accurate. <laughs> um, he played he played absolutely. I mean, he totally transformed himself. Totally transforms. We've seen two crazy. Um, transformations over the past couple seasons with uh, like raw quarterbacks just turning into machines um, with uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, well, one Trevor Lawrence, but Josh I was Allen. thinking more of Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Jalen hurts. Um, so I mean, I mean, here's a question. Why, would, why would you put Josh Allen above Lamar Jackson? And I'm not just singling you out because in my head, yeah, obviously Josh Allen would be like a top three quarterback, but he technically hasn't done anything. Um, I mean, he hasn't won a league MVP. He hasn't been to the Super Bowl, so that's he hasn't favorite. been to a conference championship game. That too, Either as Lamar, but um, I mean, I think it's a fair question to ask. I mean, Josh Allen's clearly the better passer. And I think I think the reason why you would say Josh Allen is because he's the better passer, and he's like a ferocious runner. I know he comes with uh, a little bit of you know turnover issues, but um, uh-huh. his best. I mean, if you lined up everybody's best, and they all played their A plus game, all of the quarterbacks. I mean, you could very easily say Josh Allen is the best of them all. Um, oh. Just be, oh. and I'm saying everybody is dialing up their A plus game, um, and I think that just comes with one. Nobody, I mean, like I said, throwing the ball, he's outstanding, and nobody can tackle him when he decides to run. So if everything is clicking for all of these quarterbacks, I mean, I think you absolutely have to put him. He's just so unique. He's one of one. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a pretty crazy claim to make but um yeah we could move on i think that's anything else about the the nfl great season it was a fun year it was a fun year lots of uh i mean lots of interesting things happened i mean the dolphins um i I mean let's i mean you go through the season i mean so much happened i i mean and unfortunately i think two of the biggest storylines actually came from yeah we're negatives and it was the whole two thing and then it was the demar hamlin thing and i actually think that i bet you there were a lot of eyes on the super bowl this year that maybe were from people who didn't necessarily watch football all that much and maybe because of the injuries i feel like the nfl got a lot of publicity outside of just you know, the regular sports media because unfortunately of the injuries. So I wonder, I have no way of knowing this, but I wonder, is it it scripted? No, (laughs) (laughs) anybody, it's ridiculous to me. I mean, anybody, everybody who's saying it's not scripted has to be people who have never actually played sports in their entire life. Those that say it is scripted. Yes. Who say it is scripted. Like that's like, um, that's like the people that think that birds are, actually machines that are spying on us by the right 
Right. Or like the flat earthers. Um, like well, that was, that was most of us a couple or a couple thousand years ago. Okay. Uh, calm down, Plato. I don't, <laughs> uh, it's actually Aristotle, I think, but, um, I, uh, uh, yeah, no, no, look, I, it's not, and if for anybody who thinks that it is, I, the, the only, I, I just don't believe you've ever played sports. I, I mean, I feel like that's my only real It'd response. So tough. Yeah. Like there's no way that you can, because that would mean that everybody has to be perfect 100% of the time, you know? I mean, I know yeah. they could make adjustments on the fly probably if we're living in a world where it's scripted, but I mean, well, some of the things that happen on a football field or in game, you're just like, that just would never, you can't. I think the beauty of sports is that sometimes it can feel scripted. Like you go, oh my God, like I cannot believe this is happening. It's too good to be true. And that's why sports is so fun is because sometimes it does perfection. feel, yeah, sometimes it does feel too good to be true. And in those moments, you just kind of sit back and go, wow, this is, Amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just can't believe how much that. I think it was just purely humor, and people just. I mean, I being, hope so. <laughs> being on that side to make waves. Um, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, we're so when we're recording this, the NBA All Star Game is in full, or the All Star Break is in full swing. The Kings played uh, Wednesday. I think was their last game, and they lost to the. Phoenix Suns, um, but this Kings team, I think this All Star break is the best thing that could happen at a perfect time for them because they looked like they had some pretty tired legs. Guys like Kevin Herter, uh, Malik Monk got a little banged up. De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis played really high minutes. Uh, a vet like Harrison Barnes getting this break, I think it's just really nice for this team to reset and being able to have the opportunity to go out after the break and just hit the ground running. Yeah, no, absolutely. They, and you know what? The unfortunate part for them is that they, they don't have any breaks when they get back. So they're really going to have to, I mean, in terms of the schedule, um, they get back on February 23rd and they go right into a back to back. So 23rd, 24th, they have one Mm -hmm. day off and then they play the thunder. So they play four, they play three games in four days. Come in right off two uh, away games too so they have a travel day in between mm-hmm. i mean that is come on schedule makers i know and i mean they they do get uh, a back-to-back against the thunder so thunder thunder um so they won't have to travel uh after those uh three games but yeah that's rough <laughs> this schedule doesn't make any sense they play they have a a day in between to travel Oklahoma City. Then they play the Thunder. Then their next game is against the Thunder, but they have a day off in between. Why wouldn't you just give the Kings two days so they travel one day, have a day off, play a back-to-back against Oklahoma City, and they even get five days after that Oklahoma City game before their next one. So why do we have? Why do they have a back-to-back? <laughs> Well, I don't think it's five days because the last day of the month in um, February is the 28th. Oh, I'm sorry. It's two days. Right. Oh, I'm just an idiot then. Ooh, I got exposed. <laughs> I, think, um, I think that was a little slippage right there. Um, your, uh, your fly is down. <laughs> um, they don't play on my birthday. But, oh yeah, they don't. <laughs> and they, they have a homestand. They skip it. Do. They literally skip it. they literally skip it dang it um where do you think they're going next next uh next 10 games what do you what do you think they're gonna go okay let's let's break this down real quick so let's let's go blazers let's say that's a win that's a big dub that's a win that's locks them up uh they win by 10 um they play the clippers they're they're at the clippers i'm gonna say that's a loss uh that's a dub for me uh, Kawhi sits out that game. You you don't see that, but he actually loads managed that game. <laughs> Kawhi sits out that game. Yeah. Oh, call it. Uh, all right. So I got him. I got him going one, uh, one win, one loss. They play the Thunder. I think they could sweep the Thunder. They really could. Um, mm-hmm. 
I don't know how feasible it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to say they split with the Thunder, and then they come back and they beat the Clippers when they're at home. Nice. Uh, okay, they're at home again. I said they definitely beat the the Timberwolves. But definitely. Guaranteed, huh? They they beat the Timberwolves. Okay. Um, so they're I, four and I, two. I think, yeah, I have them at four and two. I think they beat the Pelicans, then they lose to the Knicks, and then they lose to the Suns. Ooh, five and five. Ooh. No, five and four. And then they probably lose to the Bucks too. Five and five, huh? Their next ten. Yeah. There's no way. They're beating Trailblazers. They're beating the Clippers. They split with the Thunder. Beat the Clippers again. Kawhi actually plays in that game, but they uh, win on a buzzer beater. I'm going to say Harrison Barnes in the corner, catch and shoot. Makes that, right? Sounds like the NBA script. (laughs) (laughs) Go out, put money on it. Uh, Beat the Timberwolves for sure. I mean, they just traded away like they're practically their whole team. Uh, they beat the Pelicans. Zion still injured. Uh, they lose to the Knicks for some reason, inexplicably. Uh, lose to the Suns and lose to the Bucks. Okay, so it's not like you have. <laughs> much no, they're than... way better. Like six and four. I mean, six and four sounds better, obviously, because it is better. But I mean, um, look, I think th- that illustration is more just showing that. They got a tough road. Um, and then, I mean, after that, they play the Bulls. Easy. They play the Nets. Easy. They play the Wizards. Easy. Ooh, super easy, but they'll lose that game. They play the Jazz. Big time easy. Uh, and then they have back to back two games, the Celtics Suns. Um, How does that happen? <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're both. I mean, both of those games are at home. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They're no. Both at home. Oh yeah, there. Um, and then yeah, I mean they close out the season with the Jazz, Wolves, Blazers back to back, Spurs, Pelicans, Mavericks, Warriors. I mean, there's. Ooh. I mean, there's not a lot of games left, and the scary thing for us as fans is, it's like, dude, the finish line, like, it's it's right in sight. It's literally like right there. Like, <laughs> we're so close. I might try to go to one of those Portland games we're so freaking close um and you just hope like fingers crossed that they're so, able to maintain so the kings right third seed in the west fact legitimate fact mm-hmm. two nationally televised games the rest of the season and they're both on nba tv which mm-hmm. isn't even – I would not even count that as nationally televised because you have to pay extra for that one. Right. What are we doing? Well, it's – I mean, it's funny listening to all of the uh, the analysts on ESPN when they're talking about the NBA. The Kings never get mentioned. I mean, Tim Legler, bless him, mentioned the Kings the other day, just talking about what a nice story Sacramento has been uh, this season, which they have been. Um, but – I mean, we all talk about how loaded the West is, right? Well, let me read you this right here. They're, the Kings' record right now against the Western Conference, uh-huh. they have 20 wins and 13 losses. You know there's only one team in the Western Conference who has less losses than the Kings in, in the West? Yep. One team. It's Denver. The, it's Denver. That's it. <laughs> that is it. Um, so I understand the West is loaded. We know the West is loaded, but the Kings have handled their business in the West, uh, this year so far, 20 and 13 against Western conference teams. That's the, I mean, basically the second best record, um, against Western conference teams. As I'm looking down it, that's a seven game difference. The Mavericks have a seven game difference. They're 23 and 16. Um, but other than that, Nobody else has that big of a gap um, for a conference game. So that's outstanding for them. Um, You think it's – I don't even know if they – if they were to have added a piece, I still don't think um, 
the media would bring up the Kings as a legitimate uh, factor in the Western Conference playoffs, but probably not. And I, I'm I could sit here and complain like, wow, the Lakers are on every other segment, um, and they're the 13th seed right now. But I get it; it's LeBron and it's the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just makes sense; it really does. But can we throw in some some Kings talk, please? And this. I mean, they're a good watch. They are. If, they're fun. If you're a, if you're a uh, market, like a, I'm sorry, a station, like a TV station and TV network, TNT, ESPN, why aren't, they don't play defense and they shoot a lot of threes. I think they're perfect mm-hmm. to put out a good brand and show. You know, I'm I'm reading this article right now from Forbes, um, and they brought up an interesting point. Um, it says, Sacramento, it could be argued, would be smart to get involved in the NBA's buyout market and especially make a pitch for Kevin Love, who is mm. reportedly nearing a divorce with the Cavaliers. Um, I wouldn't mind that at all. <laughs> no. Um, I think he'd be a good fit. I think that would be great <laughs> um, because he can sort of do what Sabonis does in the sense that, I mean, he's a, he's a better shooter than Sabonis, although I don't mm-hmm. want to, I don't want to, you know, get, give slack to my boy Sabonis, but he is a better shooter. But the thing is, and this is the key thing for their offense. He's, I would say, well, it's tough. I mean, He's a great passer. He's a phenomenal mm-hmm. passer. And with Sabonis, that's a huge part of his game. So if you bring in somebody who can spread the floor like Love and can pass, I mean, he's not the greatest defender of all time, um, mm-hmm. but which is something the Kings desperately need. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. That would be amazing. I would, I'm sold. I'm just, yeah, I'm sold. He wouldn't, he wouldn't be very expensive. Um, tough thing is, he can't, I don't. He doesn't help their defensive, their defense at all. If you're playing him at the five, and I don't think you can play him at the four, mm-hmm. um, so that's just tough. You have him and Trey Lyles on the court. Um, maybe you put him in. I guess you put him in Metu, but then you're getting rid of a ball handler and playmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I. I think another positive, he sets screens really well. He understands that yep. part of the game, um, which is super important for this team. Um, I think he just gives you a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. And if you're – let's just be honest. Kings are maybe five spots away from the worst defensive team in the NBA, and that might be a little charitable. Uh, just lean into it at this point. Let's just outscore people. <laughs> I mean, really, who who can the Kings add to that's really going to change life on the defensive end? Well, nobody now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. let's just just keep doing what you're doing at this point yeah. and let it work out. Well, Maybe everybody – I mean, we've talked about it. Everybody's defense gets better in the playoffs. Um, so it'll ramp up. But Yeah. I mean, ju- I think just adding a guy – that's been in a lot of playoff situations, final situations, has won a ring. I think that's pretty invaluable for this team. Yeah, I mean, I think he'd be a great veteran piece, for sure. For sure. Um, but, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, that, that's literally the only place I've, I've seen it. I um, looked online a little bit more as we were talking to see if that was mentioned anywhere else. I couldn't find anything else. Um, so it might just be that one, that one website. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see anything else. So I, I don't think that that's a, um, maybe like a, a popular opinion. <laughs> it could be just a singular feel. <laughs> But it's I just certainly like, hey, like I'm it. throwing this out. I certainly like it. I yeah. certainly like it. When is a buyout market deadline? Uh, let's see. NBA buyout. Let's do some research on, on air. <laughs> um, it looks like 
It is okay. Well, I don't know. Oh, that's the trade deadline. Um, says there are no technical end dates for this, although there is a soft deadline on March first. Hmm. So, I mean, they don't necessarily need it, but it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing. It wouldn't hurt. So, anyway, just sort of keep the conversation moving forward. Um, I'm I'm really excited for the remainder of the season. I'm super nervous, um, but I'm in an interesting position as uh, a Raiders and a Kings fan because you know, for you with the 49ers being good, it's it was one of those things where ah, football season's over and. I mean, yeah, the Kings are still on, but they're not really competing for anything. For me now, it's like, and I guess for you too, but um, from a Raiders standpoint, it's just like, oh, well, the season's over. Um, that's unfortunate, but hell yeah, go Kings. Uh, yeah. So, so. Well, I I don't know about you, but I'm seriously planning on putting away money. Oh, yeah. For some tickets. Oh, yeah. I, I've got it. I've already got it stashed. <laughs> Oh, I, I've got it. I'm ready. I yeah, am ready. I'm thinking courtside. <laughs> okay, I'm not ready. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to take out a load. What's I, this for? Uh, for tickets. You know, Bree. Bree actually got uh, a not really like mad. It's kind of jokingly mad at me the other day because we were talking about the Kings game, and I and I was like, oh my gosh, I was I was telling her I was like the amount of money that I would be willing to spend to go to the first playoff game is absurd. Mm -hmm. And then she asked, she was like, well, can I come? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I I, was like, what? I was like, look, I, 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 I love going to Kings. I mean, I've, I've only gotten to one with her, but I, I love doing things with you. And, you know, obviously, I mean, obviously, but, uh, I mean, this goes back years. You were not a part of the plan. <laughs> no, there were only three people a part of this plan, and it's remained that way for years. So I'm not going to be the one to throw that off. <laughs> we have been so patient, Jason. I know. <laughs> we have been so patient. Um, I, and I, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah. It sucks. It sucks that that's the reality. Um, but I, like, I know she would appreciate it, but I just know how much this means to you. And then we're obviously talking about Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just would want to share that well, with you guys. If, if the game that the three of us went to was any indication as to how fun it could, I mean, that game, I mean, thank God it ended the way that it did the Denver game. Mm-hmm. Um, with how absolutely crazy that was. But, I mean, it would be like that the entire game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, And that game was fun. But let's be honest, we were eating food at like eight minutes in the third quarter going, oh, this, this, I mean, it's super fun, but it's not really turned into a great game. And then by the time the fourth quarter hit, it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I, I, I mean, she wasn't, I mean, she understood, but it was just, I don't think she was expecting me to pull flat out just say, no, <laughs> like, it's not, uh, I, I mean, I, I would love to go to a game with you again, but like that's, uh, I'm going to go with the three people who this, the world, <laughs> so, um, so, but it, I mean, that's just the reality of what we're in. <laughs> it's just. It's just reality. Um, I I really hope it happens. I <laughs> they fall into the plan. Oh, please don't, Sacramento. I know, I know. It's uh, we just gotta. We weren't expecting anything going into the season, and I think we got to make sure we don't we don't put our expectations too high because I mean, like it's like we've talked about, the West is cramped and. Um, <sighs> And, you know, it is kind of is what it is. Um, uh, when Zion gets back, I mean, whew, there's not yeah. an easy night. No, there's not. There is not. Um, but, yeah, all-star break here. 
Um, be sure to be Rudy for anybody out there who hasn't watched Kevin Herter shoot a basketball. I mean, it's a, it's a thing of beauty. So, yep. Um, go go out and support, uh, especially if you're a Kings fan or you live in the Sacramento area. We got two. We got two. Um, we got four Sacramento Kings part- participating this weekend. They do. Yeah, because Fox is there. Sabonis is there. Obviously. Keegan Murray is there for the Rising Star Challenge. And oh. then Kevin Herter is there. I forget about the Rising Star. Can we just talk about why did it take so long for Fox to get in there? I mean, the world will never know. Honestly. That is just ridiculous. I mean, you're not going to get in an argument out of me. <laughs> I know, but it's... Because <laughs> the was oh we can't put Fox in because he's on a really bad team and they're not winning and then the one year that they're winning it's still oh no let's put Paul George who's missed a third of the season and Damian Lillard who's missed half the season and it's like what mm-hmm. what does this guy have to do I think it's just the fact that he's on the Kings and the Kings aren't um they're not a uh they're not a glamour franchise, like at all. Um, so, I mean, I mean, obviously, he was never going to get the votes from the public. No, that was never going to happen. But I was surprised um, that he didn't get help from the coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that surprised me more than anything. Yep, kind of makes me think: what are these coaches looking at? I don't know. Probably they were just too shocked from the Kings beating them to even recognize it. <laughs> so <laughs> they were so embarrassed by the Kings just whooping their ass. Exactly, like they're they, like, no. They, they had been looking past the Kings, and they showed up and went, oh, 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 um, these guys are good. Where, where, where did this come from? <laughs> uh huh. Big time. Uh, right, right. Um. So I mean, fingers crossed. It's the Kings fans. Um, there is one thing that I would like to say before we, before we end this show. Okay. Um, say and, it. And it goes back, and it goes back to the, uh, to the NFL. Say it with your chest. I, I will. I will. Um, I, I have to say a, a public farewell to my favorite Raider. My favorite Raider. Um, oh, ever. literally favorite player. Well, and here's the thing. What? How are we in a world where Derek Carr is moving teams before Jimmy G? Well, you know, okay, so, so here's the thing. Like, if you've listened to this show, you know my thoughts about Derek. I, I understand. You I under- hate him. I understand that there are questions um, about, you know, you could say what you want about some of the stuff he's done on the field. I think uh, the scale leans more positive than negative. Um, but obviously some fans are going to have different views, whatever. But are there really fans out there that are arguing that he wasn't as good as what he was? Oh, the, the, I've heard, I've heard claims this week that he's just straight up a bad quarterback. Uh, uh, that's pretty ridiculous. And I, was I think like, he's overrated. I, I was like, ah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd say he hovers at his best, he's like eight. At his worst, he's like 20. I was going to say like 16. <laughs> I was going to say 16. Yeah, um, I mean, he had a bad year last year and he was a pro bowler. Right. So here's, I like I said, I don't know why he became such a polarizing figure just from a standpoint of like his play. Cause that's the only thing that was polarizing. Probably the eyeliner. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's, here's the reason why I, I liked him so much. And this is why I don't, I mean, if you're a Raider fan and you're like celebrating Derek leaving, then I just don't necessarily think like you understand, like you knew who he was. Cause like, t- like he so much, so much appreciated being a Raider. He loved playing for the Raiders. He loved wearing the uniform. He loved being a part of the franchise. And I know that the Raiders and you know for the past couple of years or more than a couple of years um, haven't been the greatest football team in the world but the Raiders are a historic franchise in the NFL because they've been around yep. since the beginning um, mm-hmm. and there is something to be said about being a Raider and being a part of the 
you know, wearing the silver and black. I mean, that's is that's as iconic um, as anything in in mm-hmm. the. Um, they, I understand, like I said, they haven't been that great uh, recently, but being on that team does mean something. I mean, I think there are a couple franchises where that applies. I think the 49ers are one of them. I think the Raiders Dallas. are one of them. Dallas, uh, the Bears, the Packers, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, certain the Steelers. Um, I think as a player, it, that's one of those things where when you're wearing the, I mean, you're really a part of the history of the NFL. And he always seemed to appreciate being a Raider and being a part of the franchise. And that's why I loved him so much was because he genuinely seemed to really care about the team. And for somebody like myself, who up until last year had never gotten a jersey of any Raider player, um, because I it was one of those things that to me, I was like, well, if I get a jersey, they're just going to be gone in a couple of years. So, you know, I've, I, I more care about the team than anything else. Um I grew to really appreciate the fact that he loved being a Raider. And because I love the team so much, um, I appreciated that aspect of him. And I was able to maybe forgive some of the um, maybe inadequacies of his play. But to me, if there are Raider fans out there who are genuinely celebrating the fact that he's gone, um, to me, I don't under, to me, I think you're missing the point. Um, and uh-huh. two, I don't think necessarily that you really watched in as in depth um, as as maybe um, you should have because he definitely had more positives than negatives. So, I mean, I'm gonna I, I wish him the best of luck, and I'll tell you what, wherever he I so hope he goes to the Saints um, because I spent a very long time rooting for the saints because my favorite player ever was the quarterback of the saints for a very long time. So, I mean, if he goes there, that's going to be great. I'll be rooting for him like crazy, but um, yeah, it stinks that he's gone. Um, But uh, I, I mean, I, I will even admit I was ready to see a new face back there. I really was, but it wasn't because I disliked him. It was just from the standpoint of, okay, well, you know, we tried this for a good 10 years. We've got a, we had a couple pretty good highs, um, but, uh, I, I am ready to move on, but I wouldn't, I don't understand the. I genuinely don't understand the celebrating of him leaving. Like that just pisses me off. I'm sorry. Um, so I don't get that. I don't get that at all. Um, no, I don't either. I, what he was doing for that team when they had zero defense for the last 10 years. Well, to, 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 I mean, to give credence to that, he never had a defense that ranked above 20, 20th in the NFL yeah. his entire time there. And he's in the division with Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And he probably had his best games against Mahomes in that Chiefs team. Yeah. I mean, really, I don't I don't understand why they would want to get rid of him. Um, maybe it's just time. It's going to be better for both parties. You yeah, know, I give... mean, I, it probably was time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that year was just so bad on every level. Yeah, but it's it's also tough to say who he's get, he took the brunt of it, but can't be his fault. It can't just be his fault, you know. Like that was always my my thing. Like you had it's a mostly Josh's that, fault. Yeah, you had well, I don't know, but it's like you <laughs> had a system the previous year that worked very well, and you change one thing, and all of a sudden it's not the same. It's like well. I mean, you can't directly say that that's what caused it, but I mean, you know, Occam's razor, uh, you'd say it was probably Josh. Um, you, do you know what Occam's razor is? Is it uh is it like Gillette? Uh so like the the five speed. <laughs> uh, Occam's razor is basically this idea that the most likely outcome is probably the truth. Um basically. Oh, like the script. I, I, <laughs> I mean, sure. Um, I, I, sure. Um, but it, it basically it's a um, it just yeah yeah. So did you end up getting a Derek Carr jersey? No, I didn't. You got a Josh um, Jacobs jersey. I got a Josh Jacobs jersey. That's right. Um, um, so we're gonna be living in a world where Jimmy G is gonna be playing for a different team, and Derek Carr is gonna be playing for a different team. Yeah. Yeah. Are we just a couple of losers at that point? I mean, we don't. Both of us really right now. I know. I, 
quarterback. I I don't know. <laughs> I got an injured quarterback and a quarterback who don't know who he's very good. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're our teams are in a little. I mean, our teams are going to have an interesting off season. Um, very much an interesting off season. What if Derek comes to the Niners? I love that for him. Because you guys, I mean, you guys don't need. I mean, if every team would love a top five quarterback, but your team really doesn't need one to nah, be pretty much just a top fifteen. Yeah, you just need somebody who's yeah who's. At like at their best, like I said, hovering maybe around eight at their best. And the thing is, is I think everything around the quarterback in San Francisco automatically bumps you up a little bit anyway. So if you're getting Derek and let's say conservatively, he's the 14th best quarterback in the NFL. I think he automatically moves up to like 11 or 10 just because of everything's going to be so easy for him. Yeah, it's honestly going to be unreal. So... I mean, you guys, it's the, – the thing that I've heard with people trying to dissect Carr this week is that he's definitely somebody you can win with. He may not be somebody you can win because of. He'll definitely make some th- – and that's one thing, too. Derek Carr has, like, some of the most – I think since he's been in the league, like, near the top five for most comeback wins in the yeah. NFL. So, he's he's got that, that clutch gene, um, but um, – Didn't have it last year. Yeah, didn't have it last year. <laughs> Must have um, lost that pair of jeans. Yeah. Um, swapped it for sweatpants. Um, mm, big time. So, but you guys could win a Super Bowl with him easily. With the team that you got around, uh, you'd have around him, absolutely, you guys could win the Super Bowl. Yeah, don't even need to prepare. Just go out, run run some Madden plays. Yeah. And it'll, it'll be easy. You can have him throw 20 times a game. He's got an arm, so just have him chuck like 10, 15 deep balls down the field to Debo or Ayuk. And... Well, I'd be concerned if he didn't have an arm. Yeah, dump it down to McCaffrey every once in a while. Call it a day. Mm-hmm. Call it a day. Collect, collect your check. Yeah, you guys could you guys could absolutely win with him. And I would, I would be pulling for the Niners so heavily next year. Oh, you might become a Niner fan? I I mean I'd be one of those things where I'd be like it's the Raiders in the AFC and I'm rooting for the Niners in the NFC. Let's go. Dang. Um, I'd like that. So I'd be I'd be texting you uh throughout the game. Why did McCaffrey cut left? <laughs> I cut back right. <laughs> oh. I would never question Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely not. That dude is so good. Absolutely not. Somebody, I think it was George Kittle the other day when I sent uh-huh. you that podcast that he was on with Rich Eisen. Yeah, I think he, uh, dude, he's hilarious. <laughs> he's, oh, he's the best character in the NFL. I think it was that episode he made the joke that, like, at one point the 49ers had, like, the best looking backfield in the That was, in the league. yes. The Garoppolo McCaffrey and Ustek. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny. I don't know. Let's see. Look at Kyle. Kyle's a good-looking guy. Yeah. Well, George was like – because I think Rich said the same thing. and He was like, well, he went to Harvard, so that, like, bumps him up right. a little bit too. Right. I'm looking at him right now. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. Good-looking dude. Um, <laughs> I'll give him some points. <laughs> what is this turn? Uh, George, George Kittle, not half bad either. Oh, my God. If he could, like, get a barber. I know. What is he doing to his hair? And I'll tell you what, Nick Bosa, also very oh. handsome lad. <laughs> that dude's got muscles I didn't even know existed. Very, very handsome lad. We're just, I mean, this is what this podcast has turned into, apparently. Dude, Trent Williams? Mm, magnificent. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> he, he would scare me. If you saw Trent Will- Williams in real life just walking around like a grocery store, You'd run. I'd be so frightened. You'd run. He is giant. I'm looking at what. Well, let's see. Oh, he ran a four eight. Oh, he's catching up to me. A four eight. Nah, I could probably run a four eight. He's six five three eighteen. Whew. He's quick too. Mm-hmm. He's got those quick hands. Pop. I'll tell you what. I. Uh, you know who he's not bigger than though. Colton Miller. <laughs> Colton Miller's bigger. Colton Miller is 6'9", 328. Dang, so he's got four inches and he's only 
like five pounds more. Well, that was one of the things I remember my dad pointed out when we got him um, was like all of our offensive linemen that year when the Raiders had like the best offensive line in the league. Uh-huh. Um, every single one of them had a gut and there's Colton towering over everybody else and no gut. <laughs> I was like, dude, this guy's just different. <laughs> you think he's going to move on? I don't think so. They locked him up for a while. Huh. They locked him up for a while, so. It was pretty perfect that he was in Oakland. Mm-hmm. He should move to the Niners. No. He'd no. be right tackle. No. No. Because they have the best left, left tackle in the game. I'll tell you what, if had Trent on one side and Colton on the other, oh. <laughs> I'd get a Colton Miller jersey. Dude, honestly, I, I still need to. I don't know why I haven't. But I don't know why you haven't either. Yeah, that's I'm really dissing on Roseville. Uh, our, my TA right there. I'm really <laughs> I'm really dissing now. I don't I haven't done that yet. That's that's really bad of me. He straight up put up drywall by himself. I mean, we were there to help. <laughs> uh, he, he pretty much reached up. It was like the ceiling. Yeah. Drywall. Yeah. And he's just. I wonder, need a ladder. I wonder what his vertical is, because I mean, with being that tall, you got to think he could he could dunk, no. right? <laughs> he's three hundred plus pounds. Yeah, but he's oh, a, he could probably dunk. He's an athlete, man. <laughs> but I don't think his vertical is very high. Well, I that, I guess I'm more just referring to the dunking. He's got to be able to dunk. Hmm. Well, who knows? Um. All right. Well, we are getting to the end of our show. Um, uh-huh. and we got basically three minutes left. Um, okay. Let me, uh, let me just ask you, are are you planning on seeing Ant-Man? Oh, I do want to see Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of feel like it's going to be a disappointment. Have you seen any of the reviews? No, I've only seen the trailers. I'm not going to watch any reviews. I just feel like it's giving me... Thor vibes and like it seems too big to actually succeed. Yeah, so the reviews have been mixed, and I don't like taking stock in a ton of reviews. All I try to get as many like sources as I can to try to figure it out, and it's been I've seen extremes on both ends. Um, no, that's not good. I've seen people saying it's outstanding. And yeah. then I've seen other people saying that it's just not good. And um, like, there are two movie websites that I that I really like. And Cinema Bunch. Yeah, and which has actually been usurped. Um, they they have been usurped by screen oh. by Screen Rant. Um, oh, interesting. And uh, how did Screen Rant catch your eye? I mean, I've always known about them, but I don't know why I just never really took a deep dive into their website, but I um, I really have over the past couple of months, and I, I like a lot of the stuff that they do. But, like, Screen Rant gave it four out of five, and for them, they're normally, I feel like, harsher than uh-huh. Cinema Blend with a lot of the reviews, but Cinema Blend gave it a two out of five. I was like, holy Ooh. crap. <laughs> That reviewer ro- woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I know, dude. It says so. the The title of their review: Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania Review. A massive swing and miss at a critical Ooh. point for the Marvel Cinematic. That's Universe. what I'm worried about. I mean, this is Kang. He's he's him. Yeah. Everything everything that I've heard is that Jonathan Myers or is uh, major major. Sorry. Um, is outstanding. Like he's amazing. I'm I'm um, looking forward to Creed three. Oh, dude, same, <laughs> same. I didn't even I haven't even seen Creed two. Um, I feel like I don't really need to because Creed three looks amazing. It looks awesome. Um, he is jacked. How did un- he get that jacked? Unbelievably, <laughs> he's huge. I mean, he is frightening again. <laughs> If it was Trent Williams on one side and Jonathan Major <laughs> on the other side of the aisle, I'm dead. Leaving. Just out of there. Out of there. Um, but then on the other side, Screen Rant said it was a massive success and a lot of fun. So, I mean, we'll see. I think I feel like if a movie's going to be good, all of the reviews coming out before the movie actually comes out has to be positive. Like, yeah. it has to be overwhelmingly positive for that movie to then be 
widely viewed as a success. Right. I feel like that's most of Marvel's movies, but then it's had a couple duds. Yeah, recently their their movies have been tailing off, and it's to say give credence to however much you want Rotten Tomatoes. It's one of those like eh, what? But um, right now it's the second lowest rated MCU movie. It's at forty eight percent from critics. Ant-Man? Yes. When when's it officially come out? It's out. It's out. Oh. And then uh, Ant-Man, and then they have it as an 84. But I think only the Eternals is lower. Thor, Love and Thunder is higher. The Eternals is one tick lower, and let me check. Um, Thor, Love and Thunder was so bad. (laughs) Like, that was... That almost felt worse than the Eternals because I was so excited for it. It was. It was. What? It was absolutely worse than the Eternals. Um, Thor Love and Thunder was at a 64. <sighs> it was actually a, a, kind of a positive tomato. That's crap. <laughs> Wait, they said it was fresh. They didn't say it was fresh. It's just a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but that, doesn't, that, that means it's, if it's not rotten, then it's fresh. Pretty much, I guess. But they have like a specific rating for like, like you getting certified fresh as opposed oh, to they have tiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I haven't been on Rotten Tomatoes for I really haven't gone and saw that seen a movie in a while. I need to see uh, Wakanda Forever now that it's on Disney Plus. Good um, movie. Good movie. I got a lot of time on my hands, so I guess I'll. I'm gonna yeah. be playing, playing a lot of golf. <sighs> Yeah, so my assignment to you is to catch up on The Last of Us because I need. I, it's I would so love scary, to talk. Though it's so scary, but but you know what? It's not like it is, but it <laughs> isn't. Like it is, but it isn't. And I'll tell you, if you if you watch it and you get to episode three, bring okay. a, bring a tissue box. I'm telling you right now, it is the saddest movie or TV show thing I have ever seen in my entire life. It is. Did you cry? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I'm, I, it takes a lot to get mm-hmm. to get me for shows and movies. I'm not easy when it comes to that stuff. And I, yeah. I, I, I broke. I really broke. And you know what? The you know why though? May, and I'm not going to spoil anything. But no, no. if you've played the game, then which you haven't, episode three, they made they haven't made like any major departures from the story. Like, it's been very, 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 um, like, in line with the game, which is probably why it's doing so well. Um, But what they did in episode three was they added, like, an episode of backstory to a side character that wasn't – the side character was in the game, but when you meet him, you meet him at a certain point, and the episode – sort of gives you his entire backstory. So it's stuff that people who played the game obviously would have never been privy to because that part wasn't in the game. And so I went into it going, oh, I think I know what's going to happen, going to happen. And it was completely different because it was just backstory stuff of this one guy. And it it wrecked me, dude. I was like, Brie, Brie, I have never, like, she wasn't just, like, tearing up. She was legit, like, sobbing. Like legitimately crying, not like not like little tears of sadness. She was actually in yeah. tears. And the reviews the next day that I saw from people online were just like, "That was the most like like the saddest thing I've ever seen in my entire life." And I was like, "I think I agree." It obviously was, I haven't seen uh, This Is Us. It, well, I mean, I've heard about that. <laughs> um, no, but I totally get it. I think I remember when hearing about it when it first came out episode three um but yeah i'll, I'll try to get on it yeah you gotta gotta get you i'll tell you what you, you you watch that and then i'll i'll watch full swing or whatever it's called yeah that's what it's called okay. um i'd rather you watch your honor um i think i'd rather watch full swing <laughs> oh <laughs> well i we don't have showtime so oh that's fair yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know a lot of people that do. I, I think it was a a bundle. It was like Spotify, Hulu, and Showtime mm. for the student one. So Jenna had it. Gotcha. I sort of got that deal 
with Xfinity, but it was a sports package. So, like, I got Red Zone and NBA TV. Oh, you have NBA TV? I do. Oh, so you can see uh, the Kings' two games against Boston and uh, uh, I think Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Um, later in the year, mm-hmm. even though they're the third seed team and they get no respect. Yeah, I when we were getting I, for the longest time for like the first year we didn't have cable, and that was bothering me because I couldn't watch the Kings and I couldn't watch the Raiders. I was doing streams online, and that just got annoying. So eventually, I just. I got the TV package, and for an extra $10, it was a sports package, and it came with NBA TV, MLB TV, and Red Zone. And I was like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so. All right. All righty. Well, thank you all so much for sticking with us in the end of the episode. We really do appreciate it. Um, I have to say, uh, my new employer stalked this podcast and listened to a couple episodes. <laughs> Are you joking? I'm not kidding. <laughs> When I sent in the application, she read through and ended up looking up this podcast and listening to a few episodes. The very first question she asked me when I sat down with her today was, am I the Raider fan or am I the 49er fan? I said, I'm the Raider fan. (laughs) Really? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That that probably uh, made me get back on the the outcome. Uh, Well, you know what? I – they have a 49ers helmet literally on display at the gym. So, Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. I wonder what episode. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I, yeah, she said she went back and she, she stalked a, she stalked the show. And I was like, well, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, thank you. Any gorgeous acknowledgement. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. I was I was more focused on uh, trying to sell myself. <laughs> so, but yeah, the show does it for you, man. That's true. That's true. Um, all right. Well, thank you all again so much for sticking with us um, to the end of the episode. We really do appreciate it. Um, have a great weekend. Enjoy the All Star Game. Um, I guess. And um, I'm gonna we, enjoy uh, it. We will see you all next week for an episode that is going to be different from the previous ones. As of recent, just from a standpoint of there's really no uh, no football to be talking about. Well, I mean, we'll you know we'll poke in when there's free agent news, but going to be talking a lot about basketball, um, maybe a little about entertainment, uh, especially now that Sam's got a little more free time, and um, yeah, just life in general. So stay tuned. Going to be a lot of good stuff. So have a great weekend, and we will see you all uh, next week. Do you think? Um... Do you think your boss is going to listen to this one? I hope. It was a great episode. (laughs) Bye!